when people are are saying like, oh my God, what are you doing? And and you know you're getting all of these things that people are putting their fears onto you about this thing that you're doing. And in the face of all that, how much are you able to go? I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Way of the Artist, episode numero dos, where we're covering a nice, juicy foundation of things. So, if you listen to the last podcast, which I would highly recommend you do, uh, just because it kind of helps really pre-preface this one here. Uh, we've got a kind of a three-part series coming at you to kind of lay the foundation of what we're all about. So uh, on the last podcast, we talked a lot about um, finding your path. That was kind of the thing going on there. We're taking on some big questions with that one as to really asking ourselves, what do we want and what is our sense of purpose and really kind of unpacking those ideas? How can we even approach those ideas yeah. um, and get anything out of it and and that whole process of things? Uh, today, we're taking it kind of to the next step, and this is all about embracing the path. Yeah, in a lot of ways, embracing the path is being on the path. It's living the path. Some ways, it's believing in the path that you're on. And we're going to go and kind of take the last episode, and we're going to kind of take this further because, I mean, I would say that the last episode was kind of creating some clarity for yourself, you know, getting a little bit more in touch Um, checking in with you, becoming a bit more of an authority over what you actually want as opposed to what you think you're supposed to want or what you think you're supposed to do. And now that you kind of have gone through that and you go, okay, well, this is what I want. Now we're actually doing it and a whole new plethora of things come up. Yeah. Like, because we, yeah, now that we're set up in a nice place of engaging with ourselves, engaging with our own sense of, of who we are, um, and maybe shedding a little bit of the pressures that we feel that of the things we're supposed to be and saying, no, I'm on this path. This is the direction I want to go. in. this is the vision. This is the calling. I am, I'm owning that, that this is what's happening. So now we're, now that we're kind of standing here, we're looking at this path before us yeah. and we're going, okay. Where does it lead? Okay. <laughs> What's going to happen? Okay, exactly. What all could of, go wrong? All of these things. All this stuff's going to start coming up. Yeah. The other thing is I want to say this just from the top. Yeah. We, you know, we had talked about this a bit before, but, you know, these first episodes, we're talking about, you know, your path. We're talking about this path that you walk, this metaphorical kind of journey you're on. That is your own way of going about this. You are the artist. It is your way. And... As you go through this, the important thing to remember, especially at this stage, is it's not about knowing what the destination is yet. Mm-hmm. As much as you kind of go, well, I want to do this so I can get there and make this happen and all of this stuff. At that, If you get too far into the destination, you get too far into like what this is supposed to look like and, and too far into expectations, what's going to end up happening is a lot of fear and a lot of overwhelm is going to happen. So my yeah. suggestion, this is my suggestion to our audience members, is think of this more as like Evan called it, a calling or a magnetism. You know, in some ways mm. I like to think of it like an energy. It's like, where do I want to, where do I kind of like feel like I want to direct my heart and my, my, my guts and my mind and my body? body like where do I seem to want to go yeah right or where is this from there I can find my way yeah almost like a gravity you know you just feel this like a pull Mm -hmm. in a direction and um and that's amazing that's the thing to 
be to for us to be listening to to be connected to as much as possible. Um, but as we go on, and I want to say like. As we're talking about this, this has implications not just if you're beginning on an artistic career or endeavor for the first time in your life. This is also something if you're already involved, there are so many evolutions that we go through as artists and and decisions and and deeper layers of our artistry to be uncovered. And in terms of like these things, while they might sound like they're uh, a very early off point, we kind of keep finding ourselves coming back to these places. Yes. So uh, if, if you are a practice artist, I would encourage you to, uh, to, to take some of this in because we want to offer some stuff to you as well in all this. We try and work with these principles that um, seem to be fairly universal and kind of timeless. Yes. Almost. So, um, something else I want to say just before we get too far into this, you know, I personally have been an artist and I've been on my artist path. I can say confidently for about 18 years and on this journey, there's been ups and downs. There's been twists and turns. There's been surprises. There's been disappointments. There's been glorious victories. It is been a wild ride. It's been an amazingly fulfilling and yet challenging journey. And the thing that I can say at this point that I've really kind of come to is you want to think of this as chapters of almost like a book. And when you're starting out, you might be on the first chapter, but if you've been doing this for 20 years, you're on another chapter. Mm -hmm. And this is still relevant. This embracing the path, it's you Every time you start a new chapter, you have a new in embracing thing to do with your path, you yeah. know, um, and I can kind of relate to something. I'm just going to share one thing personally. Like I'm moving from a place I've been in for the last five and a half years. I've written scripts. I became a working hired writer while I lived here. We started our initial podcast and we recorded 165 episodes in this place. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of life that has occurred here. When I leave this place, for me in a lot of ways, it's a bit of an end of a chapter. And as I move on to the next place and the next place that I go, I'm in some ways starting again and I'm embracing a new part of my journey. And so all these things that we're about to talk about today, I'm finding very relevant just to what I'm going through, even after 18 years of doing this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's always a next step, a new thing to discover, a new thing to explore within ourselves and within our artistry. So with that said, this, where we start with embracing the path, a lot of this is because as we go into something new, something unknown, there's usually a whole host of fears, <laughs> a whole host of worries that come up, you know, like they, they can be anything. It's just like, Oh my God, who, who am I to do something like this? Am I good enough? Am I capable? What will people think? You know, like all of this shit, all of our deepest stuff can come out, mm. you know, come out to just haunt us a little bit. Yeah. So some of the things we're going to talk about today is, is what are some very useful things for us to, to be aware of, to keep in mind as we set out. Yeah. And we have a couple questions that I think we want to ask you to start this off. And there's things you can kind of ponder as we get into the rest of this. Yes. So I'll, the first one is how does one embrace their path? You know, I think this is the the thing that we all kind of have to ask ourselves at, at some point is like, how do I at at, how do I embrace this thing? How do I actually go and be and live this thing? And it's not as simple sometimes as just, well, do an acting class or whatever, but maybe it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where it's, um, you know, it, it, we're going to get into this. So I, I really want yeah. people to start thinking about how do, how do you embrace your path? Yeah, because this is always, as always, we can't tell you what your path is. Um, this is something that you need to engage with. It's almost like a dialogue you have with yourself. Um, and to ask yourself these questions and see what starts to bubble up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And it makes things way more interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) as well. Um, and I guess the, and the other question is, uh, what does it take to walk your path? And I would take that even that question, even, uh, 
maybe a little bit of a step further. It's like, what does it take to walk this path with, with joy? Mm. Because otherwise, what's the point yeah. in the whole thing? Uh, so I think some of the things we're going to talk about here now that we're getting into might give some helpful ideas and thoughts yeah. as far as that goes. So the first thing uh, I would like to start off with in this one is beginning. <laughs> Just beginning. Yes. Um, and, and, and how does like to, to just step into starting that first step onto the path. Um, yeah. To just, I, to just begin is, is the first most important thing. And, and there are a few things that go with that. It's the easiest and the hardest step you'll ever take yeah. at the same time. And it's the hardest because it's like shifting from neutral into first gear. It's the only time that you could possibly stall. Really, once you get past that point, it's actually hard to stall. You you will find that you have a certain kind of momentum. It's actually very easy to kind of switch gears, you know, and kind of change pace and do stuff. It's just going from like where you're at right now, where you're not really kind of directed with any sort of kind of power or force to being directed with power and force. And that shift, um, you know, that can be kind of a, a challenging, kind of scary yeah. thing. And the, and the reason why I say it's hard is because we get in our own way. We make it difficult for ourselves. We get overwhelmed. We get all worked up in fears and overwhelm and yeah. future. But it's actually so easy. And I think, you know, you know, Evan, you're really good at talking about, especially with all your Meisner training, <laughs> just be present. Because yeah. that is really the, the, the art of beginning. If you're totally present and you, and you let it all of a sudden is super easy. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting all caught in the future and the past and like, what will my parents think? Yeah. <laughs> it's and, very difficult. And here's a, another part of this whole beginning phase, because how do we make the beginning easier on ourselves, gentler on ourselves? And there's a few things I think that are great to keep in mind with this. And one thing we've already touched on it just a little bit, but a big part of beginning is and embracing the path Hmm. is also embracing the unknown. And that's a really a big reason why we have so many fears. So most of our fears are because we don't know. Right. And as we learn to embrace, accept the unknown because we, we can never know, we Hmm. can never really know everything that's going to happen on the path ahead of us. Right. Um, you know, we, we love to use, uh, like hiking or road trip kind of analogies on this. Love and, road and trips, love hiking. Exactly. And just like, <laughs> but as far as like, you know, if we use like a road trip, you're planning a road trip, you can know the place you want to end up the place that you're on, on the way to, you might know the roads that you're going to take and you know, some of the places you're going to be passing through, but you will never really know that trip until you do it. Yeah. You will never know every twist, every turn, every curve, every tree, every rock, every lake, every, you know, who knows what is going to happen. You will never know it until you are actually there doing it. Mm -hmm. And it is those unexpected things that are always things, the moments that take our breath away, that are the things that we remember yeah. and, and often end up being the most important things that happen yes. because we weren't prepared for them. We, we weren't expecting them. And, and that gives us a feeling of aliveness. So this is how we can begin to embrace that unknown aspect of it. It's like, no, you don't know what's going to happen and you will never know exactly how it's going to happen. Right. But that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, you know, if you, if you take the road trip analogy, you know, you drive your car across country or whatever, um, you know, you have a certain expectation, you know, you have this, I want, I want to go to this destination. You know, we did it. We drove from Vancouver to Los Angeles. You know, I've actually driven from Vancouver all the way down to La Paz, Mexico, which is twice the journey. It's 48 hours. And I can tell you that the I-5, um, 
it is much, much different than the highways in Mexico, which are windy and there's trucks careening around the side. And like, you know, it's just a, and, and then there's flash floods that have happened that have wiped out certain areas of the road. Wow. Um, it's a different part of the journey. Yeah. But, you know, if I expected the Mexico part of the journey to be like the American state part of the journey, you know, when I got to Mexico, I'd be like, well, this is, this is, this is crazy. You know? And the thing is, is that that's kind of what happens. You know, you go through different terrain, you go through different environments. And the thing is, is you might have an idea of what the weather is or what the seasons are like, but you know, there's all sorts of funny things that can happen. I remember on our LA trip, you know, remember, I don't know if you remember this moment. I'm sure you do, but <laughs> do you remember we were coming in just over the California line? from Oregon. And we're driving up that big, massive hill through the mountains. And I thought there was another gas station that was coming up. But we realized as we had, were quite far into, into the northern part of California that right. we were running low on gas. And it was and pitch black. It was pitch black. And it was, it was pouring light, rain. And it was super foggy. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, we're going to, we might have to spend the night here in the mountains because the car might run out of gas. And this was like, this is very great analogy for how, you know, the way of the artist kind of goes for us. Cause you, you go into something thinking I have enough fuel. And then all of a sudden you get into a situation going, man, I don't know if I have the resources to pull through here. And so I remember we pulled off the highway cause we finally found a gas station. We drive off (laughs) under this weird, pass and it's super dark and foggy and we go to this gas station and it looked like something out of a horror yep. movie it was the creepiest like it was like there's no way we're staying here this is yeah. like i don't know how to explain it it's like it just reeked of something yeah, bad it was gonna happen isolated <laughs> and there was nobody around and it just yeah it was like we're gonna get murdered here <laughs> and the gas station was closed yeah and so we were like okay you know what we're not staying here we're gonna keep going and we drove over the rest of the hills and then we were on the downward slope and then we just as i was like running out of gas we found another gas station yeah. and continued our trip and yeah. like that was such an incredible memorable moment was it what we planned was it perfect it was far from perfect, yeah. but it's a moment I remember of the was journey. It, was it all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Was it all like, because we were genuinely concerned about running out of gas and we were genuinely concerned about being murdered out in the woods of Northern California. But in retrospect, it was just like, wow, what a, it was such an iconic part of that trip. Totally. I, I totally remember that. And yeah, it's, it's, this is part of the process of, of that unknown is that there are going to be things that happen. We're not going to necessarily know why these things happen. Well, you know, like why these events occur or why the outcomes were a certain way. But, um, an, a big part of, of this thing is, is trust mm-hmm. in all of that is not knowing, but beginning and then trusting that it's going to lead us to wherever we need to go. Yes. Because, I mean, you might as well. Because the other option is we stay stuck in our fears, and that cripples us. It, it really, it, and, it, and it destroys our creativity. Yeah. And, and it, it just pollutes our, our, our quality and sense of, of, of our lives at the same time. So it's really not too difficult of a decision when we can see it that way. It's just like, because by trusting, by embracing that unknown, by stepping out there, we, we get a part of ourselves, uh, that part that called us to do this gets to come out and play a bit more than when we stay stuck in our fears of, of, but what if this, and what if that, and what if all these things are wrong? Well, none of these things are real anyhow. Mm-hmm. Uh, could they happen? Yeah, maybe. Is it likely? Oftentimes not, not even. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is to not let these things stop us. Mm-hmm. So, um, so where we're, we're beginning embracing the unknown, trusting, 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 that we are on that path that we've set ourselves up up for based on our calling, based on what we want and what our sense of purpose is. You know, we stay connected to those things, mm-hmm. then we can engage with that sense of trust that it's like, okay, well, 
I'm doing what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Even though I don't know how that's all going to going to play out. Yes. And you know, the these things that we've been talking about, this this trust, this beginning, the unknown, these are a sort of principles or laws that Evan and I are going to get into and many more about your way as an artist. These are things that it doesn't matter what artistry you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. If you follow your own path, you are going to face all of these things at some point. And what Evan and I have done is we've really kind of investigated these things with our own processes and with other artists and done an extensive amount of like research and investigation to these types of things. And what we found was there's a parallel across everything. And something that I've noticed in particular is that when you start following your own path, when you become the authority of your own journey, you'll often find, and I would not be surprised if everybody can relate to this, that it actually calls you into the unknown. It does not call you into the known. And so much of our life are we trying to be going like, I want to know. But this is the beauty of the way of the artist is that we're asking you to embrace a journey that is unknown to not only us, but to you. And for you to go investigate that and find that because there is some kind of magnetism. There's something pulling you into that and you're going to find it. Yeah. And that's what's going to be incredible, and it's going to be yours when you get there. And it's an adventure, yes. too. It becomes an adventure when we learn to to fully embrace these things, yes. right? And it's a constant process. I'm not saying I'm perfect at any of, any of these things by any stretch of the imagination, but the more I find that I, I'm able to remember these things and to call upon these things and, and live these things... Um, the more joyful I am and the more open and creative, like just things just seem to flow on, on a greater level. There was something that you said, um, just a second ago. And I, and I thought this is something that I've noticed that can happen once you've set out on this path is that you can often find little challenges will suddenly come up once you've made this decision to walk this path. And it could be, I I can't tell you what it could be, but it could be, um, you know, uh, a family member or a friend who says, Oh, you know, who casts their, their doubts and their fears about your choice. Right. And that can put us into a state of doubt in, in that way. And I, I like to look at these things that happen as kind of a way <laughs> this might be way out there for some people, but I'm, I'm going there. I don't care. Um, is that this is sometimes I find is like a way of the universe almost saying how much you want it. <laughs> like let's yes. like to, of, of challenging us to, to step up, to be even stronger, to be even more courageous Say, okay, you made this decision. How bad do you want it? Yes. How much, how much are you, how much passion do you have for this? Like not, I don't mean that as a way of, of, of being, uh, hard on yourself and, and trying to be like a, a hard person. Um, but it's, it, I see it more as a playful thing that kind of ends up happening. These playful little challenges, which we can take as being very very difficult ones like, Oh my God, my, you know, people are going to disown me or I'm going to lose people in my life. I mean, a a lot of artists are, are, I've noticed over the years, I've been very concerned about losing people in their lives because of their passion. Sure. And the thing is, is that like, there's, I mean, these are very complicated issues. I won't say that there's one like, Oh, you just got to cut them off entirely. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily that, but it's just understanding where these things are coming from. And there's going to be, it won't necessarily come in that form, but there, there can be all sorts of things that the world will throw at you to trigger kind of your fears about beginning this path that, that hits you all. It's like, Oh my God, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And it can just, and, and we can shut down, we can procrastinate, we can, it can stop us from taking that, that step. Yeah. You know, you bring up a really good point. These little challenges that come up, you know, are you sure? Do you really want this? Is this really the right move? Um, they're, they're actually, if you look at them as a negative, you will experience them as like these things that are like signs that you shouldn't do it or something. Right. But 
I would encourage you to embrace them as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I would I would say look at them as an opportunity for you to get clear on your values because there's there's always going to be a competition in my opinion between fear fear and comfort are very closely related they're best friends mm. and um safety in some ways yeah. uh but uh, and then values you know what are your values and the thing is is that if you actually get in touch with your values you will realize that things that were once scary are no longer scary anymore mm-hmm. i think people scare themselves out of doing a lot of things because they don't allow themselves to get in touch with what they really value. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think this, you know, we talked about this magnetism. We talk about this like calling, right? A lot of the time your values are what calling you and your fear is then standing up and going, um, maybe not. Right. But the <laughs> calling is your values. And you want to look at this calling. You want to look in, in, in some ways, embracing the path is embracing your values. Yeah. What really matters to you? Yeah. What's really important in this lifetime? Yeah. And then if you answer that, you might find that like, I'm not going to be scared of that. Why would I? I only got this life. I better embrace yeah. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's also like the values is also like, it's embracing the love. It is embracing that part of ourselves, you know, and like, which, like, which of, of those two things are we um, spending most of our time and energy with? Are mm. we spending it more time with with the the things we we love that bring us joy with our values and and that calling, which is something that is so pure. That's something that speaks to us on such a deep level, and we fool ourselves from not going that way, yes. from not following it, right? And and it's easy the temptation to 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 buy into our fears is, is so easy to do. I like how you said easy because I think sometimes we ask and we, we wish for an easy life and easy. We we're wishing for comfort. And that's why I think fear and comfort are so closely related to each other. A lot of the time, because fear is in a lot of ways to keep our comforts in place. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if you get in touch with your values you will actually find it's easier to do the thing that was once perceived as hard yeah. and harder to do the thing that was scary. Yeah. But in the beginning, this is why, you know, I said earlier, right? It's hard to switch from neutral to first gear because mm-hmm. when you're in neutral, your fears seem easier. But when you're yeah. in first gear, your values seem easier, but it's hard because that's the shift you need to make. But you can kind of, there's a little hack, <laughs> get in touch with your values taking that beginning action step actually becomes kind of easy, but you, or you can just take the beginning yeah. action step and then kind of start experiencing your values. But either way, just like almost throw yourself in. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's like, it's getting like, as we discussed in our first podcast, ask, you know, which is why it's so important to, to ask ourselves and continually ask ourselves and watch the evolution of those questions of what do I really truly want? And what gives me my sense of purpose? What is my sense of purpose here? That helps us connect to those values and, and, and the things that we love to do. Mm -hmm. And it's about really spending our time with that, encouraging, putting our energy into those thoughts, into those feelings, as opposed to those fear thoughts, as opposed to those doubt thoughts, right? Which like what, what do you have to lose? You know, like it's, I, I think it's, I, I love that you brought up this, this thing with fear, um, and safety and comfort, having this kind of relationship with each other because they do have this bizarre relationship, but it's actually a very twisted one because when we're living in our fear, it's often because like, we don't want, yeah, like we're trying to stay comfortable and we're trying to feel safe, but there's a price to be paid for that. There is always a price to be paid for it because there is something that inside of us starts to feel so uncomfortable and so unsafe after a while living in that kind of fear space. On a certain level, we feel kind of comfortable. We feel safe in our little bubble. But I mean, if you're an artist, there's this thing inside of you that's just screaming Mm -hmm. and you're sitting there being like frozen. Well, right. And it just, yeah. and it becomes 
painful. And then when it becomes so painful, it's the unsafe thing to do. It is the, it, it, it's so uncomfortable now. You've lost the very thing that you went for, mm-hmm. right? That you bought into. And I, I can speak from personal experience on this, you know, just like not like hanging on my, uh, my, my inspirations and not moving on things. And it just, it, it becomes such a deep ache mm-hmm. when, when we don't move on these things, when we don't follow our passions. So the thing that we actually try to set out for of that comfort and safety, it ends up working against us eventually. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's just learning to embrace the path, learning to embrace the unknown and, and stepping out into what feels uncomfortable for us, but actually speaks to kind of our higher calling is really the only safe choice to make. Mm. You know, I, I, as we're talking about this and I want to remind everybody about the questions we asked in the beginning, how does one embrace their path? And how do you embrace your path? Yeah. And what does it take to walk your path joyfully? Right. And I think the thing is, is that when you, when you start to, when you start to think about this, it's your path. It's nobody else's. So like in some ways you got to kind of let go of a lot of what your, your schooling has taught you, your parents have taught you, what media has taught you. And you kind of got to allow yourself to open up a little bit and start to consider the fact that you are pulled in a direction that is just, it's very unique and it might look like someone else's. For example, you know, um, you might be pulled to be an actor and someone else, many other people are pulled to be an actor, but that's just one little tiny little bit of your path, you Mm -hmm. know? And, you know, you might be called to kind of express yourself through acting, but it doesn't necessarily mean that acting is your journey. It just means that right now acting is going to serve your journey somehow. And I think the thing is, is this is the danger. I think a lot of young people go through, they go, I really want to act. I love acting, you know? And then they go, I'm an actor. I need to be an actor. I need to be successful as an actor. Well, the thing is, is your acting classes might be there to serve you to do some greater thing. And Mm -hmm. so if you get too caught up in the idea that you need to be an actor because you're in acting class and then, you know, one plus one equals two kind of like simple thinking, um, what ends up happening, this, this kind of almost limited thinking, you know, maybe you are meant to be an actor, but maybe your acting is actually meant to lead you to something. Mm-hmm. So let me just share a personal yeah, yeah. story because I've, what I'm told from people is they like to hear personal stories <laughs> when, you, when you talk about concepts. So when I was uh, 16, I was in school. I was acing stuff. You know, I was in a drafting and design program. I was being primed at grade 10 to be an engineer, to be an architect. So, you know, I was going down this road, doing this thing, thinking this is what I wanted to do. I went away that summer and I know you've heard this story before, but I think it demonstrates my point really well. I went away that summer and I made a film for fun, not because I wanted to be a filmmaker, just because I thought it would be really cool to do with a bunch of my friends. It turned out to be a really big success. We had an incredible experience. I came away that summer and said, I don't want to be an architect. I want to be a filmmaker. So I literally dropped out of the drafting design program and they had like three years planned for me. I was like designed to be going into like the, the you know, to be an engineer in university. And I said, I, I don't want to do it. I want to go into the film program. But here's the thing. They said, well, the film program's full. Everybody, like they actually had a film program, but it yeah. was full. You couldn't get into it. And so I was like, all right, well, there was a drama teacher and she said, well, um, she was going to do this kind of only five people could be in this class, but she was going to take five people and she was basically going to kind of teach them to be directors. And we got to use the theater group. So I went into this and I started directing the theater group and I started making these little films and we had to pitch the films we wanted to make. And then I went through high school and I was kind of like, okay, well, I still want to go to university, but I'm going to go to film school and university. 
I show up in Vancouver because I was in the suburbs, right? But I show up in Vancouver. I'm living there. And within a few months of working at a restaurant, an agent comes in and says he likes my look. And he says, hey, you know, I think, you know, I'd like you to come in and like do a scene. You could, you know, you know, I represent you as an actor kind of thing. Turned out to be a really big agent in town. Mm-hmm. And then I did it. And he took me on. And all of a sudden I became an actor. He says, but I want you to go into acting class. So I started out as a architect, went into filmmaking, then went into acting. And then I was started in my acting class pretty soon. My teacher was like, you know, we wrote scenes and my teacher was like, you're a pretty good writer. You should start writing. So I started screenwriting. Now here's the thing. Am I an actor? Am I a writer? Am I a filmmaker? Am I an architect? What am I? Yeah. I don't know. I'm none. The thing is, is that each one of these things has all served each other. So yeah. whether I decide I want to be an actor or I decide I want to be a filmmaker, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. All these things have served the greater purpose of my own artist journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's part of like what we're talking about like with trust of that unknown. There's things that we can't even fathom how they even come into play. Right? Like things that – but no matter what, everything in our experience will fuel whatever comes next. You know, we take that wisdom, we take that charge with us no matter what. And, you know, it's a, such a human thing to do that we, um, you know, we judge and we and we criticize the things we went through. We have our regrets and, and this and that. And it's just like, no, like it's j- trust. Bring yourself back to now that presence and trust. Like, no, you're exactly where you're supposed to be at all moments in time. That attitude, that that when we go through our lives more with that attitude again we we open ourselves up to to a more joyful career a more joyful life mm-hmm. and and we make ourselves more available i think to to amazing things happening mm-hmm. in our artistic lives and again i can't say what that is but it's it's an unknown but it's like it's a, it's a beautiful thing you know, it's it's interesting because I want to say another thing, too. I, I shared a little bit of my journey, right? And people could look at me. They can look at my IMDb credits, and they can look at where I'm at right now in my artist journey. And they could say, well, you know, you're, you're not that successful. You're not super famous. Who are you to say to tell us what to do? Well, here's the thing. If you start judging people's journeys based on their material or external success— that's your value, not necessarily that artist's value. There was a moment in my life which I would not trade for anything. I would not give it up for an Oscar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I have perspective on it now. When I was younger, I might have thought, oh, the Oscar, winning the Oscar, most important thing in life. Yeah. I could care less about that now. But my, my values have evolved and I've grown as a person. But you remember a month ago, I was telling you, so I built this show, right? With my friends, we built this show, Soldiers of the Apocalypse. We had 123 people at one point doing this little web series production, this TV series production. Most people, 95% of them showing up out of a labor of love. Mm -hmm. And I remember just thinking like, what? Wow. Look what we've done. And I remember telling you this because I got super emotional when I actually voiced this out loud. But my whole thing was like, I just wanted to show everybody, look what we could do. Mm -hmm. Look what's possible. And we made this incredible show with, you know, 42 actors and all these crew. And we had the whole city was like there helping us. This is the most incredible moment in my life. These moments, not just one, there was many, many moments. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is I look back at that and I go, you know, did it get me a massive amount of success? Did it turn me into a star or something? No, but it was one of those things where I was living my life exactly, fully, 100%. I was living my dream. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that I want to kind of point this out too. as you embrace your journey, embrace it on your own terms with your own values. If your parents come around and say like, Hey, well, you're not really successful. You're not really making money at this. Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's what matters to you. This is your life, you know? And so like, 
listen, here's the other thing. I have lots of people that have come to me and said, you know, you're actually doing it. You're living this thing. And I went and I did this safe job and like, I hate this thing and I show up and I do this stuff. And I think sometimes, you know, I put pressure on myself. I think maybe I should have done the safe choice, but then I stop and I kind of really connect with like, what are my values? Yeah. My values as a young man and still today where I want to go and I want to pursue my dreams and live my life. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it was for me. That was my truth. And I was magnetized. I was pulled to that. Yeah. So what I'm kind of just encouraging when you embrace your path, it's, it might be about commercial success and there's nothing wrong with that. It might be about just painting for the love of painting. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It's up to you. You get to decide. Yeah. And it's all like, it's, and it's all about the feeling, you know, that's how, you know, it's the feeling. It's how you feel inside yes. about what you are doing in your life. And that it's, and I want to clarify that because I think this can be confusing. Not any feeling, the feeling of love, yes. the feeling of passion. Feeling if it's of the joy. feeling of fear yeah. and comfort and that shit, yeah. it's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about love connection. Yes. Like this thing that matters to you. you yeah. Know? yeah. And I think that it, as you're talking, that this is just kind of like coming to me right now, but you know, people talk about, you know, to have courage and to have grit and determination. And it's just like, you know, we, we, I know for myself, at least, um, when people have thrown that kind of stuff at me, (laughs) you know, I just kind of like get turned off by a whole lot of it a lot of the time, you know? Um, but what I'm kind of grasping now is that just like what that really means to have courage, to have grit is to stay committed to that love, to stay committed to that passion. Mm. That's really what it's all about. How much are you, are, are you driving your life by that? Mm. When, when people are, are saying like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And, and you know, you're getting all of these things that people are putting their fears onto you about this thing that you're doing. And in the face of all that, how much are you able to go? I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I am doing this because this is what is in my heart. This is what is in my soul. And I am doing it. Yes. And I am doing it because nothing else could ever be as important as that. And nothing is like, they're like, I, I'm, I don't like to make too many statements about anything, but there's really nothing more important than that. And that's what being and embracing the path is so much about. Yes. And we were talking a little about like trust has been such a big part of embracing your path. One of the things we've talked a lot about trust is kind of almost this thing out there. Trust about the stuff that's happening around you. But I also want to talk about trusting what is in you because that is, if not equally important, <laughs> I, more I'd important. More important. Yeah. Um, it but, doesn't seem like it because we're not taught that way. We're yes. taught to pursue all these material things and to kind of demonstrate validity to the outside world. Yeah. But to trust yourself. Yes. That's like, that is, uh, that's can be a very challenging game, you know, but it is, it is so vital. It is so essential. And the whole thing about like trusting who we are, it's like, what I mean by that is like, what do you, what do you think? What do you feel about, about life, about what's going on? You know, like about, you know, you have a unique perspective. You have a unique experience of the world and of life. And that is what is going to fuel your art. Your life fuels your art. And that requires you to have a connection, a very, a very personal, deep connection to your own life, Hmm. right? To really consider your own life. And, and that makes us stronger in our work. Mm-hmm. It makes us stronger in, in taking our steps because if we don't trust our own selves, we're just, we're getting battered around by the opinions of everybody else. Yes. You know, that's a, you know, this is a big thing that I have, um, been battling 
of late and have kind of recently, I feel, worked through. And it's been a massive shift for me. When I was when I was younger and I was creating the show and, and doing all of that stuff, I had this very strong internal locus of control. You know, I had this sense of belief that it was possible and that I was the kind of person that could do it. But I want to point out, it was a very unconscious type of belief. And I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was doing this thing. And so what would happen was any event, anything anyone said to me from the outside world about, I don't know if that's possible, you know, blah, 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 blah. I kind of just almost was like, I I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to do this thing. I believe it's possible. I have this vision. I don't know why. And I believe I'm the kind of person that can do it. And sure enough, pretty soon, you know, we had, as I said, 123 people on a set that, you know, were creating a military spy espionage explosion action show that on no budget, basically. And we're doing this. And the thing is, is like, you know, before that ever happened, I remember the point where people started to believe me. They started to believe it was possible because initially mm-hmm. when I told people what I was going to do, they were like, yeah, 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 sure. But then I remember because I remember people were messaging me from London, England saying, how do I get on your show? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. you're going to have to come to Vancouver you know, because <laughs> that's where I'm filming yeah. this thing. You know, but I, I, I remember when the, when the reality of it started to become real. And, and I like stories. I feel like stories can really help uh, us grasp onto things. Yeah. I went through a period where um, in my life where I went through a lot of challenges, a lot of external challenges in my life. Things happened. People, life changed. You know, uh, there are certain tragedies that occurred. And, and what happened was I started to take on this external locus of control. Yeah. I started to go, well... Um, maybe I'm not the kind of person, maybe I can't make what I really want to happen. Maybe I made this, but I can't really make what I really want happen, whatever. And, and I started to buy into these external yeah. beliefs and ideas. I got scared and then I got depressed and then I started to feel like things were pointless and empty. And it was this weird, weird period in my life. Mm-hmm. And then what I, what I'd say now is the big shift that happens. I became consciously aware of my internal locus of control. And I started to then start directing my thoughts and my beliefs and things like that and start to realize, Oh, I see what I did when I was younger. I was just unaware of what I was doing. What I was doing was I just decided to embrace my path. That's really all I did. I just said, we're going to make a show. We're going to do this. I'm going to pull in this person. And, and, and I never, I never thought for a moment that I wasn't the kind of person that could do it. I, it was almost like ignorant youth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Now I'm kind of doing things more from a conscious wisdom of like, I actually understand that my mind decides first to believe, to embrace, to live this life. And then I go out and do it. It's not that I go out and do it and then I get the belief. It all starts inside of us before. And I think this is what this episode is really about Mm -hmm. is we're trying to tell people to start within and then bring this out to the world. Don't wait for the world to tell you what to be. Start being it. And then the world will respond and go, oh, I guess you're this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like listening to our own voice, trusting in that, taking that step, moving out there. I mean, and I can relate a lot to your story. I mean, when I first started, because, you know, we met each other through acting. And uh, when I started, like, I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was like nine years old. I was just like, I just decided upon that. Um, you know, I, I seemed to be able to, to, to mimic people, to be able to do voices, whatever. And people were entertained by it. And I loved it. I just like, it just felt amazing. You know, it's like, wow. I can get, I can elicit such a response from people through something that's just a bunch of fun play. (laughs) Like why the frick else would I want to do anything else? Right. Um, but, uh, and there was a period of time in my life where it was just like, I I had this kind of attitude, you know, and some people might, might think it was cocky or whatever, but I just had this belief that no matter what part I did, no matter what came at me, I was like, I was going to kill it. Mm. I was going to do great and people were going to love it. And I went through and so many doors opened up for me. Like I was winning awards and scholarships, you know, like I was, um, you know, I had, I had, 
former teachers set me up with like meeting casting directors and, and finding it like all these doors just were bursting open without, it, it didn't seem like I was doing anything other than just having fun and doing my thing. Hmm. And at some point I took a couple of my experiences that I had a couple of, of things that didn't quite go as I want. And next thing you know, I went, Oh, maybe I'm not going to kill it. Hmm. Maybe, maybe people aren't going to be entertained. Uh, and then this doubt crept in as more. And as that doubt crept in, the more I started to buy into that, the unhappier I became, the more I was just like, what am I even doing here? What am I doing this for? Hmm. And also at the same time, I found the opportunities just seemed to be shrinking. It felt like the whole thing, like at, at first it was just like, I can do anything. And, and, and all of these things were just coming at me. And then suddenly it was just like, my whole world just shrank. Mm. And it's like, and it was an important thing. It, it again, as we talked about earlier, it's just led me to another point. Yeah. It led me to a, to a deeper search within myself as to what am I doing? What do I, what do I really want? What is my purpose here? And, and starting to find that in a whole new arena opens up and I start to, I start to find a whole new sense of, of, of confidence and belief and trust in what's going on. Mm. And now we talk about this yes. <laughs> on the show. Um, well, I think, there- you know, I think, you know, it's in, in with your story too, like, and I, and I, and the part that I relate to too, is when I was younger, my, a lot of my, my rating as to whether I was doing well or not was based on external success. Did people like me? Did they accept me? Was I admired, respected? Did I get recognition? Was I winning awards? Was I getting what I wanted? Was the material world aligning up the way that I needed it to line up? And this is the thing that I've learned recently. This was one of the big shifts was that some of us we actually go out in the world and we get immediate success with the material external world. And we build exactly what you talk about. The whole world seems open. The problem is, is it's Murphy's law. Eventually the external world is going to say, no, it's going to close the door on our face. And sometimes I think the, 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 the whole side of it is it close a few doors all at once. Yeah. And all of a sudden the world that seemed like it was embracing you and opening you opening to you and everything was wonderful suddenly seems to be closed and small to you. And that's when you're real, you really find out what you, you know, how you do life. And the thing is, is here's the thing. I think that we are in a culture that tells us you're only valid if you're succeeding in the material external world. Mm -hmm. And so even I can, I can even imagine people listening on the other end of this podcast. Yeah. But how do I succeed? How do I achieve? What if I don't achieve? That's the programming. That's the problem. You don't listen to your own voice because you're always filtering through this other standard of material external success. And because you don't listen to your own voice, the success will all that success that you're looking for will always kind of remain a mystery will always just kind of remain out of reach mm-hmm. because of where we're coming from mm-hmm. you know like what we're coming at it where's backwards. our focus our if our, our focus in here we're not is over there and it's not right here it's not on the thing that we're doing. It's not on the step that is right in front of us. Exactly. And I think we're going to get into the simplicity part of it. Yeah, I don't want to miss out on this because this is a crucial, well, it, yeah, I guess crucial. We'll say it's crucial. It's crucial, but, but I, it's, an, it's a very important it part. Uh, it's a very important part about this because yeah. in terms of that whole beginning step, right. um, especially, you know, setting out onto that path, um, simplicity is such an important thing to keep in mind. And basically what that means is that don't overcomplicate things. Don't overcomplicate this thing that you are doing. Don't get caught up too far. You know, don't get, don't be thinking about 10 steps or, or, or what might be around the corner over there. Just right here, right now, what is here right now, presently that you can do that you can win and doesn't have to be anything insane. Mm-hmm. And when we can keep that sense of simplicity of just doing the next kind of basic thing, 
even if it feels like it's it's not enough, very often it always feels like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing anything with this. doesn't matter. That's the first step. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. And as I've found, especially with creativity and with artistry, with anything that I do, whether I'm, I'm writing a piece of music or, or in acting or in writing, uh, when I just do the simple thing, all of these weird, complex things end up just kind of coming out. Mm-hmm. on their own. Not to mention when you just keep focused on the next simple thing, eventually it's you have all of these steps of simple things which actually come together to create something that is quite complex and rich. Mm-hmm. So all of these things that we've been talking about, they, they have such a relationship to each other. You know, we're talking about beginning, simplicity, the unknown, trust. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like we're it's, about, um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, there's, and I think there's another part too, which we haven't mentioned, which is that there's a process that you're in. I and, think we've been talking about the process yeah, actually. And, so and <laughs> we don't really need to get into it, but there, there's a process to all this. And I think the thing is, is when you talk about simplicity, it's like, it's, is this simple? You know, people like I've written every day, you know, this, yeah. and I'm just going to share this because I think it's important. I've written for over 2000 days in a row. That's over five years in a row, never missed a single day, no matter what has occurred in my life. And, I, and you know, the thing that I'll say about this, you want to know how to win this game? Every single day, at some point in the day, you open your writing instrument. Mm. You open your journal, you open your laptop, you get a clean piece of paper. That's the first simple step. You have to do that before you can write anything. Don't even worry about whether you're going to write good stuff or bad stuff. It's irrelevant. (laughs) Have you even opened your journal or opened your book or opened whatever it is that you're going to write in? The the thing is, is that this is what, this is our big issue, right? Mm -hmm. We can't switch from neutral to first because we're unwilling to have the humility to acknowledge what first gear is, which is... You, you can't even write anything until you actually yeah. have something to write on. Yeah. Get a pen in your hand. Get a piece of paper. Get a, open your laptop and, 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 and open a document that you can write on. And yeah. then look at it. Now, now you can you know, start to ask, can I write anything? Yeah. Good? And it's, it's just about <laughs> beginning the process and having a sense of excitement to just about that, that level of the process. Right. You know, I, I've read about lots of... Um, uh, different artists, writers, painters, what have you, they have a ritual before they begin their work, like their work. But even though, even though the ritual is them already starting the work, Mm. right. But it's, it's in a, in a way, and I'm just kind of realizing this now because I've heard about this and how effective it is. Right. Because I don't really necessarily have rituals for myself, but it's, kind of creating a sense of enjoyment about the beginning, Hmm. about starting. You have a ritual. It's like, okay, this is how I set this thing up here. I sit down with my coffee. I, you know, like it's, it's this process. It's like, all right, an initiation into it that is like, okay, first step, second step, third step, creating enjoyment around that whole thing about that humble step Hmm. forward. Because I think creativity loves a humble step forward. I think so. Right? It it uh, it embraces the person who makes the humble step forward. <laughs> right? Who just says, "I don't know really what I'm doing, but here I go. I'm going to open this up, and I have my pen. I have my coffee. The music is on, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start with the first word. Yes. And then the second word." And the third, and then suddenly it's just spilling out. (laughs) Yes. And you know, the other thing too is, you know, when it comes to something like persistence and, and showing up time after time with consistently day after day, you got to give yourself some room to not be anything other than where you are absolutely just at, you know? And the thing is, is like, I have days where I'm writing and I'm like, 
this is incredible. I'm writing the best stuff of my life. And then I'll have other days where I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I just want to get this journal entry over. And I just like, I got nothing to say. And like, I'm like, I'm going to write one paragraph in my book that I'm working on. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not doing it anymore. Cause like, you know, but I can write, I could write one good paragraph, you know, I don't yeah. know if I can write a whole page or a whole section, but I could do this. And the thing is you make it winnable. You make it like this little thing that you can do. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is, you know, a lot of a lot of this stuff is just showing up. It's just simply going and just doing that action and not letting fear and all these stories and all this bullshit talk you out of it, right? I think simplicity is this wonderful thing. And, you know, Evan and I are going to get into simplicity and process and beginning and the unknown and trust. We're going to get into all this stuff in way more detail. Yeah. But, you know, right now, I mean, the really the key thing is we're trying to encourage you to go embrace your path. And we're trying to help give you some tools so you know, like, how to embrace your path and what it'll take, you know? Yeah. And then I think you brought a really good filter in. How do we how do we do this with joy? So it's not this, like, painful, you know... Because otherwise, thing. what's the point? Yes. Yeah. You know what? This beer is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's talk about this. So how are you liking um, it? I, I I've been it's been going down real good. Yeah. <laughs> well, since there's probably some new people who are just tuning in, we do a, a craft beer on every podcast currently. Um, we've been doing this, you know. Well, when we did the B and E, which yeah. we did 165 episodes, we actually tried 165 different craft beers. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the story really. And I like, I like sharing this because Evan and I used to get together and we were working on a screenplay and we would have a beer and we would talk a little bit about our lives as artists. And, and then they started these conversations and really this is how way of the artist was kind of born. It was really just like, we were talking about navigating our own way. So today we have Britannia Brewing Company and this beer is called Adrift and it's a hop blonde ale. And I, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice, light, fresh beer. British been Columbia. Keep, yeah, it's <laughs> been keeping the uh, conversation flowing here. So, um, and we're not sponsored by them or anything. We just like to drink a nice beer. Yeah. Over the course of these podcasts, so. I also like to sometimes read if they have a little thing on the. You know, about oh, yeah, beer. I'd like, go ahead. like to read it. Inspired by our homes, surrounded by the ocean and mountains, this natural ale is brewed with generous late hop additions, creating aromas of citrus and tropical fruit. The palate is balanced and dry with subtle bitterness to complete this refreshing ale. Set yourself adrift. <laughs> anyway, it's not an ad or anything. It's just yeah. these are we just drink a beer. We randomly pick one. Usually they're a local craft brew. Um, but you know, there's an artistry to beer. And, oh, absolutely. And, and we've learned to kind of appreciate that over all these discussions. Mm-hmm. And um, it's another it's another artistry. Yeah. Right. It's, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, you know I think if anything you know you get together with your with that someone else and you have a coffee or you have a beer or you have a meal or whatever you have, um, you know, these, these, this is a way for us to just share and communicate and talk about stuff that matters to us. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously artistry does. And, uh, you know, I think as we've gone through this, it's been, you know, we're just beginning the new, this whole new thing of way of the artist. But in many ways, this is a very old podcast. Because yeah. we, you know, we, our last podcast we did for, you know, we did for really like a couple years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is a new beginning, a new chapter, but we, we kind of started that first podcast just kind of going, well, let's just have some conversations and see what happens. And it was an awesome journey. But I think we hit a certain point where we yeah. went, well, let's see what we can actually maybe take this and do with this. and. Yeah. It was, tailor it. it yeah. was very much kind of what we're talking about here today of just mm-hmm. stepping out onto the path with trust and not knowing and keeping it simple and just experiencing it and the whole process of it unfolding. Uh, it's been, um, yeah, like in many ways, it's very much a, a symbol of, of what we're talking about today and, and how far that has come and all the amazing twists and turns that have happened along the way in our careers and in our lives and, and with this show. So, um, 
Yeah, it's. I I think we've pretty much. I think covered, covered what it. we wanted to cover, and um, you know, for for me, just to to kind of for myself, summing some of this up, you know, we're calling this embrace the path or embracing your path, and a lot of things we were talking about, you know, it's like embrace the unknown, embrace just beginning on wherever you're at, you know, this new thing that you've either just first foraying into or this new evolution that you found yourself in as an artist or, um, uh, and embracing simplicity, embracing this whole thing, just unfolding with, with a sense of trust. Mm. That's the biggest thing that I can try to impart in this episode and, and getting yourself going. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the thing that I want to leave people with, because we were originally going to call this episode being on your path. And, you know, I want to offer up an idea that being on your path or embracing your path is like believing in your path. And if you break down the word believe, it's being and living, you know, be as though you live. Right. And this is your life. You know, you get to be and you get to go about it how you want to go about it. And the thing is, is, you know, don't live your life based on someone else's values and someone else's standards. You know, I, I hope that this episode makes you kind of walk away and maybe think like, what do, what do I care about? What, what is it inside of me? that matters. And, and if, if this made you consider that that was valid, then I think we achieved the goal here. Mm-hmm. And, and the next episode, you know, if you haven't listened to the first, definitely listen to the first, because it will inform this one and it will inform the last one, but not the last, but the next in this foundational kind of series of episodes, because we're going to talk about claiming the path. Yes. And this is going to be really cool, which is kind of, you know, claim, claim your own path is, is, you know, that's our, our slug to the whole thing. You know, that's kind of our motto. So the, the next one's going to be some, some juice, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like we've already dove into some juice with this one, but, uh, it's just going to keep keep going. Yes. The next one. And so these first three episodes, if you've listened to this before anything else, or maybe you listen to it later after you've listened to later episodes, who knows? These are, our idea was we wanted to build a few foundational episodes that really kind of just give you what you need to start going on your path. And what's really exciting is no one really knows what that is, not even yourself. And, you know, at first you're going to find it Now you're going to embrace it. And the next thing is you're about to claim it. And once you're on the claiming, it's, it's like, you know, I think you're going to start to see that the world opens up to you. Oh yeah, man. And very cool. I felt that as you said it, I was just like, Ooh, yeah, (laughs) I feel it, man. I feel it. And I hope you feel it too. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.